0: And this is Mia, and you're listening to Yeah, No, the podcast about starting a business at the intersection of design and healthcare.
1: Okay. Hey, hey. How's it going? Good. I'm just trying to think about, I heard a good story on the way over here and I wanted to share it and now I can't remember what it is, but I'll remember it. It's something really good.
0: Okay. Well, oh, I'm wanna, excited! I don't want to help up. Hold on. I know. I'm like, hold on. It's actually gosh, terrible. Gosh, you're me hanging. I'm gonna be so excited. It's not gonna be it's good. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell me your amazing story. Yeah,
1: and then I won't be able to remember it. I'm so it. excited. Man,
0: the pressure. You know what I was thinking about um, as I was prepping for this is superheroes. Would you say superheroes are proactive or reactive? Reactive. They're reactive, right? Yeah. Because oh, they, they them do them go out and prevent crime. They no, go out when the crime right. is happening. That's right. That's right. That's so Western, right? Yeah. Damn. But I was thinking, you know, I was doing research and I kept coming up looking for stuff on being proactive. And the majority of stuff I found was either business related, of course, because because you need that. Or kindergarten teachers. And so I was thinking Or acne ac- cream. Or acne. <laughs> but that's like with no E proactive. <laughs> but I was thinking like This is something that everybody's been taught in their kindergarten curriculum, how to be proactive, right? Take responsibility, have a can-do attitude, right? (laughs) Like, don't get discouraged by adversity, right? So I was thinking, like, what happens between age six and age 20 where you forget how to do all that stuff? We
1: tend to think that proactivity is better than reactivity, although you kind of ultimately always will have both
0: let's talk about what what does it mean to be proactive versus what does it mean to be reactive like a definition well it could be a definition or what what do you imagine i think that
1: a reactive person is something uh, is a person that kind of lets things happen to them not in a bad way but it's when that happens i'll I'll react in a way you know they're not trying to prevent it they're not trying to anticipate it they're just saying if that happens i'll figure it out
0: right like a superhero the building's falling and i'm going to swoop in and i'm going to prevent that boulder from hitting that person
1: below wow that was a lot of challenges the building was falling then there was a boulder (laughs)
0: there's a lot of stuff (laughs) happening I meant that it was like a boulder from the building. Okay. Imagining in my head, stay with me. Okay. Stone building.
1: (laughs) And so, and then a a proactive person is somebody who is trying to anticipate challenges, right? A good equivalent to this is a a proactive person is somebody who looks at the news, watches the weather, looks at the history of the weather, and says, I'm going to take an umbrella with me today.
0: A reactive. That's you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A reactive person is somebody who just walks out the door, and if it starts raining, they go and buy an umbrella. That's me.
0: I'm not putting labels on ourselves. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, I think every day when I leave my house and I've locked my door and I turn around and it's raining, and I'm like, how did I not know? First of all, there's two technologies. There's the weather app. And there's a window. <laughs> like, how did I get caught in that the rain? That window technology is really yeah.
1: confusing sometimes. You don't know what to do. I know. I just don't how know. Do I, I don't know how to what use do, it. How do I
0: look through this thing? <laughs> I've been really working on being proactive for years and years and years because I think my nature is to be a little bit more, I like to call it spontaneous. <laughs> but, um... <laughs>
1: Which is funny because maybe it's because it balances out your work because I think at work you are very proactive. Yeah.
0: Well, I've learned to get some control be more proactive but it's something you can work on if i can do it everyone can do it it's funny i'm working on releasing control (laughs) (laughs) did you ever read that book frederick by leo leone no so frederick was a mouse and while is this like 1984 like an adult book No, it's it's a a kid's kids book. book. Okay, but it's like from the '60s. Okay, like it had like paper cutouts. It's really beautiful. (laughs) Anyway, so Frederick was a mouse, and while all the other mice were storing up stuff for winter, um, Frederick was like outside, smelling the smells, looking at the sun, (laughs) all this stuff. And everybody, all the other mice, thought he was lazy, right? Mm -hmm. And they were like, "Hey, you know, we've got all these nuts and." I don't know, when do they store corn, berries or whatever in our cave and you're just sitting here with your eyes closed. And so basically what happens is winter comes and, you know, they are in their hole. It's cold. They're eating through their corn and stuff like crazy. Mm -hmm. And at the end, they don't have any food left. But what does Frederick have? He has stories about the sun and... He has poems about the smells and all this stuff. So he was gathering things that they wouldn't couldn't possibly get in their cave. Wait, wait. So let me get this right.
1: So while all the other mice were eating, Frederick wasn't eating.
0: No, because he was totally zenned out. He didn't need to eat. <laughs> he was eating the and rays so, of the sun in his mind. And so then when all
1: those mice had eaten all their food and they were all full... And then they needed a little bit more food. He had enough energy to zen them out as well. It's just a story, He's like David Blade. <laughs> He's like the David Blade of mice. He's, That's right. He can just like hold yeah. his breath for right. two yeah. hours and stuff.
0: <laughs> you know, good. you don't need physical food when you have spiritual That's right. food. That's right. That, that was the moral of that story. That's the moral. <laughs> courage yeah. to be proactive. Yeah,
1: because, because... sometimes you're going to get your hand slapped or sometimes people are going to say you don't know what you're doing, yeah. you know.
0: Right. And you have to be you kind of have to have a little bit of thick skin.
1: Yeah. And I think that people who are also proactive have the ability to flex and adapt and that they are able to adjust to the kind of new normal. Right. Because when you are being proactive, it oftentimes can change the direction of a project or it can make a client realize, oh, I should be doing something in a different way. Right. And so you have to adapt to that new normal and be ready for that. Right. Um, And so a lot of it is about, you know, we talk a lot about improvisation. So I think that being able to do that is really critical as well, because if you can't adapt, then it's going to be really challenging.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think to be proactive. You've got to um, be a good communicator. You have to be flexible and be able to think through different options.
1: Yeah, you have to, I think that in order to be proactive, you also kind of have to be able to imagine, right? Like you have to be able to imagine what might happen, what, what could happen, and then prepare for that. And then kind of prepare her for it to all go wrong. Right, right. Like, like, And I think that's something that you always do, which is really good. And I think that this is kind of a difference in our personalities, is that you tend to kind of say, we just need to prepare for it to... I'll go to shit basically, yeah. and for me, <laughs> well, yeah, I've got a real positive outlook. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's usually gonna be.
1: Well, no, I mean, not, and, and it's it's weird because it's not even negative. But like for me, I always am kind of like, okay, we're gonna plan for it to go to shit, and here's what's gonna happen if we if it goes to shit, and then I get mad if it still goes to shit. Whereas you're just kind of like, well, I was prepared for it to go to shit anyway. Right. And so that that I think is really it's it's. To me, it's perplexing because, in my mind, logically, I'm like, if we planned for everything and everything's perfect, and you know, I figured it all out and I've, I've done every contingency, then I feel like everything should go to plan, and then I'm ill, ill prepared for when it doesn't. Right. But you are always kind of that person that says, well, we knew that that was going to happen, so let's just go ahead and figure that out. You know, it's years of disappointment.
0: <laughs> I've learned to, to <laughs> predict That's, a, that's so sad. I just I think I know that there's only so much you can control um, you know you've got to you can't let it get you down you just have to keep pushing forward you just you know it's yeah. like you can't get in the trap of what if if I had only controlled this one thing then it would have had a different outcome
1: yeah um, I think in my mind my issue is that when I'm trying to be proactive and I feel like I've thought of every contingency, I feel like my reward is... Yeah, of course. Oh, everything went exactly as of I had course. planned it, right? But but then I get really... What happens is that when it still goes wrong, then I feel right. like, well, what did I do all that preparing right. for, you know? Right. right. That, that, I think, is where I, my brain just goes haywire. Yeah. I I remember back when I was I think it was in third grade, we did a assembly I think we were studying assembly lines or something. This is this is how old I am, but um and we were like looking at assembly lines and we did a peanut butter or jelly Yeah assembly line. What
0: were you? Peanut butter or jelly?
1: Uh I wasn't either. Oh What's <laughs> Be- left? Bread? Well, well no no. It was I mean it was a whole class, so it was not just peanut butter you jelly. Had to it was like baked
0: bread from scratch. No. <laughs>
1: no but keep guessing these are really terrible (laughs) guesses uh no we were packing lunches and so you know it was peanut butter jelly and then there was like an apple in there and there was like I don't know carrots or something and then you know you'd pack it in a bag and whatever so everybody had a job and my job was to um put the sandwich into a, a sandwich bag okay and You know, I got really efficient at doing it because you have to. right? And so it's kind of this thing where I'm sitting there like I was being proactive in the way where they didn't tell me that I had to find an efficient way to do it. Right. I wanted to because I was getting backed up. There were like sandwiches stacking up and I didn't know what to do. Right. And so then I started opening the bags in a certain way and like laying them (laughs) out, you know,
0: (laughs) just imagine like you're like the... (laughs) little i love lucy so, just eating <laughs> all the bonbons <laughs> i know
1: and so but i mean but that's what happened is that i w- i was being i was being reactive in some ways right because this the the sandwiches were stacking up yeah but then once i had figured out the system. system yeah then i was like on it
0: that's a great metaphor right like the assembly line i i also think i'm a really good factory worker like as much as i like to understand all the different roles and I think that that makes you a better factory worker right (laughs) Right. if you're only focused on the sandwich bag you're going to get backed up because you can't you can't think about just what you're doing, right? You have to think about how quickly is that person yeah. spreading peanut butter? How, right. you know, quickly is that person putting on jelly? Right. You know, you have to be able to see some of that. And so I think anticipating, again, to think about anticipating needs, like in order for you to keep up at your job, you have to make sure that you have a good understanding of what all of the possible outcomes could be.
1: You know, I think that if you are... The sandwich bag opener and and sandwich putter. in Did you have her. to
0: z- close it too? Oh yeah, z- yeah. Was it Ziploc back yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. It was it, like- Remember the fold flap? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah, no, it was <laughs> Ziploc though. Though no, I, I I do. Um, those but, were very yeah. inefficient. I know.
0: Oh really? I kind of like those. Like, everything oh. would fall out. You would put like M and M's in there, and it would just be like. <laughs>
1: Well, M&M's, I mean, you know. So I do think that being proactive, you can be proactive even if you are in a silo. There you go. And so I, Sandwich
0: makers. <laughs> All of you be, people, please. our words.
1: <laughs> All you sandwich makers out there and aspirational sandwich makers. Do you think that you can be proactive without having a lot of experience in a space? Like, so for example, I think with healthcare, we've worked in healthcare for a really long time. So I feel like it might be a little bit easier for us to yeah, be for sure. proactive, right? But can you be proactive without having a lot of
0: experience in a space? I don't know if you can be an expert in understanding healthcare, but I think it's it's a mindset, right? Being proactive. So you can be proactive as much as you can. Like if you don't know, being proactive may be telling your team that you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Instead of like just mulling along and going, going with the flow. It's easy to do if you don't have a lot of experience in an area just to sit there and and be like, oh, I'm the sponge. I'm going to learn and I'm going to just listen. But that's not being necessarily proactive. That's, that's passively taking in information. Yeah.
1: The other thing that we always talk about is being proactive with clients because I think a lot of times clients hire us to kind of be ahead of them, and if we're only following them, like, okay, so we'll just do the project that you give us, right? Instead of saying, okay, so what's the next thing, even though we haven't finished this thing right now, so that we know where we're going, right? Then it's kind of staying ahead of them and being more proactive, rather than just being reactive and saying, just tell me what you want me to do, and then I'll go and do it, you know? And I think that that's really that's a difference in the in the way that we also work with people.
0: Right. It does take some skill to be proactive. Yeah, absolutely. You're a naturally proactive person. I don't know if you have things that you do.
1: Yeah, I think I want to be clear, in my opinion, I don't I think that it does take a skill or a new behavior in order to be proactive, but I don't think it necessarily takes experience. So I think that somebody right out of college could be very proactive in their job. And I think somebody who's 25 years into their career could be very reactive in their job, right? It just depends on kind of your attitude towards something or your behavior towards something. Right, right.
0: right. I Um, remember my first job was I worked in a... (laughs) and a yogurt shop <laughs> and they frozen yogurt or regular yogurt? frozen yogurt frozen yogurt this is very
1: critical information okay.
0: <laughs> frozen yogurt shop it was like one of the first frozen yogurt shops in la i think mm-hmm. um still there mm. mama pop shop and i remember the first time they asked me to stay late and i was like 15 years old it was like i really had zero other than like allowance and babysitting had no job experience and they were like okay we need you to close it was a small store so there were no steps written down or anything like Mm -hmm. that I just had no idea about what what to do Mm -hmm. and I was petrified right Mm -hmm. but then I just like sat there and I was like okay well what would I do if I were gonna have to close you know, and I just was thinking back to like all those like TV shows or whatever where I saw people sweeping. So I swept and then, you know, I was like, oh, I better put the, the, the you swept, but
1: you did it to like some music and then dance because <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you did it from a TV show.
0: You probably have that information from some other source. Yeah. If you can think about what's the best way to do it. Yeah. And I just think that people are like, oh, it has to be done in a certain way. So I'm going to like. I have if I'm I don't wait Yeah, until somebody if I tells don't have the steps exactly or I'm to gonna yeah, go ask someone what how do I close? You yeah. know, it's like yeah, you take the money out of the cash register, or you right. put the chairs on the table, you sweep, right. you wipe down the counters. It's like not you might miss a step, but it's like not really Yeah. You know, and I know it gets harder with degrees of my yoga job was not <laughs> <laughs> The most the hardest job you've ever had in your life. Yeah, but I think I do that now too. If I don't know how to do something, I think about what the parallel example is that I've done similar to it, or is there some other person I've seen do it? I think that being proactive takes time. It's like the what do they call it? Stitching time saves nine, Mm -hmm. right? So if you prepare ahead, then you're not going to be save nine what. That's what I want to know.
1: What does that actually mean? Yeah, I don't know. A stitch in time saves nine. Save, nine? What? No, save n- nine stitches. No, <laughs> it's just something that rides with time, kind of. Why do you think that we favor being proactive rather than reactive?
0: To go back to the stitch, right? It's like you sometimes you have to end up re- redoing work. Sometimes you focused on the wrong area. So if you just barrel down like with your original assumptions, you're going to chances are there's things that you overlook that you could have prevented had you spent some time in the beginning. And it's just, I think it, it's a different muscle. It's like being reactive is tactical and being proactive oftentimes is more strategic. What do you think? I I don't know. I
1: think that sometimes being proactive can either put you in an endless spiral so that you don't, so for example if we take go back to the weather again. If I look at my app, I look out the window, I think about, oh no, w- you know, maybe I need to go change my clothes because what if it rains really hard? Or I think, oh well, it might not be just rain, it might be thunder, or, you know, like. What, what's it, gonna happen if there's thunder? What, what can you do to prevent thunder? I, I, well, you can't prevent it, that's the thing, right? And so then I just might not ever leave my house. Right, I might just be like, "Oh, I'm just not going to go to work today." <laughs> right, and so I do think that that's what happens, yeah. though, is you start to think about all these uh, these scenarios right. of possibility of what could happen, right, and then you just never do anything, right. And so I feel like sometimes being reactive is ne- is a necessity, right, because you can only do so much. I can only take an umbrella because yeah. I'm the umbrella is not going to protect me from thunder. Right. And so I think in some ways you have to be a good mix of the two.
0: Yeah. I think learning how to prioritize and identify which things take priority, what things do you have to plan for and what things are a little bit out of your control. And you can acknowledge that and be like, there's going to be some wild cards in this. Big or small, there's going to be a lot of different fires that you have to anticipate or a lot of different variables. And so how do you... Figure out which ones are addressable and not let not just look out and see see it as the whole fire forest is burning. Right. You know, so- I heard this really good tip, which I'm still trying to process because I'm not probably not the most organized person, um, but that it was on Masters of Scale. It was the guy who um, founded Airbnb and he was talking about how he manages his day and what is I think, masters of scale so masters of scale <laughs> is hosted by reed hoffman who's the founder of linkedin and he is oh it's just really funny it's like startup stories and and really talks about how what does it take to scale a startup mm-hmm. um so it was about you know being proactive with your day and how do you start your day which is something that I try to do every day which is make a list of all the things like a to-do list basically of all the things you do but he takes it to another level where he then buckets as many as he can to figure out how can he do these steps in the least amount of steps possible so he tries to cluster them and try to figure out one solution that can address all of those things Hmm. that seems hard yeah, well, again, it's like, how proactive can you be? Can And that, that, that I think, is really the essence of being proactive, right? Like, I'm not going to tackle all of these fires. We're going to figure out, is there, do I call in a helicopter that's going to dump over? Do I hire some manager or do I bring in a manager to take care of all these fires rather than me taking care of all of these issues myself? Yeah. I mean, that's being proactive, I think. Does he talk about how tactical those, that to-do list is? No, but if I think about... I mean, look at your to-do list for today. Like, there's probably a bunch of things that, like, could be taken care of by someone else or could be, you know, bundled together so that you can look at them as one thing rather than small bits. Yeah. Like, we could have one meeting to talk about several things on the to-do list. Right. Right? We don't have to do them one at a time. Right. So I think that that's, that's, I think, another tip for how to be proactive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people when they are trying to be proactive put a lot of pressure on themselves right I know that that's what happens to me is that I put a lot of pressure on myself to then let right, it be the outcome that I want it to be right. right and so then people get disappointed and so then they're just kind of well I did all that for nothing so next time I'm just not going to do all that you right, know right um, and I think that that's where it starts to get especially in the professional world and in the places where we worked and have managed people and things like that. I think that that's where it gets really challenging for people to continue to want to be proactive because sometimes it doesn't pay off. Sometimes the reward is really
0: yeah, nothing. The reward is it's still shitty. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. This, maybe the secret sauce is like you have to be proactive to think ahead, you have to be reactive in the moment to pivot, right? If what you plan for or if the wild card comes up in the moment, you have to be reactive in the moment, and then afterwards, you have to be reflective so that you can then pull that through, yeah, to your next proactive, yeah, situation. See, this is
1: why I think you're an optimist, yeah. This is like you're this, we talked about this earlier in the season. After episode 20, I would like all of our millions of listeners to just tell us whether or not they think that Mia is an optimist or a pessimist. (laughs) Because I feel like, you know, I really do think you're an optimist. I know you don't think that, but I I really do think you're an optimist.
0: Yes. I've got optimists. I'm an optimist with pessimistic tendencies. Yeah. This is like your own (laughs) (laughs) Myers-Briggs.
1: It's like you're, you're an optimistic pessimist. Yeah.
0: So on good, that note, good conclusion. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Talking about me. Um, in one more month, we'll be done with season two. It's very sad. I know. It went by quick. Yeah. But we have such a good episode. Really excited. Yeah. About Lots of voices in the mix. Yeah. We're going to change it up a little bit. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's like it's like the we are the world. That's right. That's it's good. requiring several phone calls. Extra work. Michael P. Coleman at the helm of the board, spaceship. Soundboard. yes, spaceship. He is our captain driver.
1: Our driver. I'm like, Captain, you're dri- you're a driver. Dang, Michael. Just remember who no, said captain. Think, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> and who said driver? I just want to be super clear. What
0: is a, a driver of a spaceship called?
1: The captain?
0: No, <laughs> Captain Kirk is like back there, like shouting orders. Helmsman. helmsman helmsman drives the helmsman i would say he's a helms helmsman. person he sound better than driver helms person let's <laughs> yeah. be clear a woman can be that too please consider subscribing to yeah no we're on the internet at yeah no Podcast y-a-h-n-o podcast.com our theme song is written and produced by chess smith recorded at figure eight studio by our helms person michael p coleman edited and produced by Elizabeth Oddly. What's the
1: editor's title? Um, like, what would an editor be on a spaceship? It would be
0: First Mate? Why are there always dudes? Mate? mate is Mate a boy? Yeah, I think so. Really? First Matey? Mate-tet. <laughs> first mate Elizabeth Oddly. Alright, we'll see you next time. Last episode. Oh, Bye.